Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. Week one is over. Tyler, not a bad week, man. I didn't do great fantasy-wise, but overall, you know, I'm just I'm just happy we got a week of football in. We, yeah. we felt normal. Yeah, and, you know, honestly, I mean, uh, apart from, you know, the, the people seeing everybody in masks and getting some glimpses of the stadiums being, you know, somewhat empty in, you know, most places, it, it really, the, the football in general felt felt fine as I was watching. Yeah, man, I I was definitely uh pleased with the um the broadcasts and and the crowd noise in it. It you know kind of didn't miss didn't feel like you missed a beat. Yeah. Um the play on the field, we got some questions answered. Uh we've still got some some questions we'd like to be answered. We we saw some things we liked, saw some things we didn't like. I mean, really it felt just like week 1 every year. Um I, I didn't feel like too many guys came out of nowhere. I think that there were some performances maybe that I didn't expect to be as good as they were. You know, maybe like a, a Darius Slayton or um, a Joshua Kelly. If we had had a preseason, maybe we would have had a better idea that Joshua Kelly was going to be over Justin Jackson. I know Justin Jackson was hurt, but um, same with, with Buffalo. Maybe we would have known a little bit more about how they were. But if you listen to stuff out of camp – that went pretty much how we thought it would go. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't as surprised by that. I mean, and and like you said with Josh Kelly, I mean, we knew that somebody was gonna get uh, a decent amount of touches uh, other than Eckler out of that backfield, and so we'll we'll, we'll talk more about that later. Yeah, sure. uh, why don't we go ahead and jump in? Uh, we will start with why don't we start with the news and notes uh, with from the NFL? We'll do the injury recap, I guess, from Week One. Biggest injury. I think, in my opinion, of the week, Michael Thomas, high ankle sprain. Uh, at first, he said he was going to play. It's come out now that he's not going to play. Uh, at least going to miss at least says several weeks. I think was the Schefter report. You know, and and if I drafted Michael Thomas, I mean, you know, you, as much as you need him, you just gotta you, you just gotta you know play the waiver wire and make sure you're playing the matchups even better for the next few weeks till you get him back. But if you can uh, you cannot fall too far behind. This is what you want. You want him to get right. Yeah, the the Saints have a bye week in week six. Hopefully Ooh. he comes back before then, but with Gosh. that early of a bye week, there's a chance they wait until after the bye week, especially... Well, they can win without right. him. I mean, obviously we saw them do really well even without Drew Brees, and quarterback's the most important player on the team. So um, they're a quality organization with um, high-level coaching and other skilled players. Uh, I think, you know, we're going to see Traquan Smith step into a nice role. Um, obviously, they've got Emmanuel Sanders, which is going to help. Jared Cook, you know, had himself a good week. And, uh, you know, Kamara blew it up like he like he can. So that was uh, that was good. I think, I think they'll be fine. Um, but they're definitely going to miss him. Sad, sad day for Marlon Mack. Torn Achilles. And, and, and the worst part is he was – for me, is I was – I had made the prediction, the bold prediction, that Jonathan Taylor wouldn't finish as a top 24 running back, and part of that was because of how good I think Marlon Mack is. I don't think he's just some garbage running back. And you know what? He looked really good early in that game. He yeah, caught he a did. few passes. He had looked good when the ball was in his hands. And you hate to see you know, an injury in general, but a torn Achilles for a running back is – In the with, last year without of his contract, contract yeah, man. that's going to be really hard to come back from and get any type of decent contract. He's going to have to go – 
do a prove it year, and you know, with that being so tough to come back from, you just you just don't really know if he's going. And in a free agency year, that's just not good for running backs. There's going to be a lot of good running backs available. Uh, there's a few running backs in the draft that people like. So I'm I feel for Marlon Mack. Well, you know who else looked good? Who? Jonathan Taylor looked good. <laughs> Jonathan, I knew you were going to say that. You know who else looked good? Naeem Hines. Naeem Hines good. looked real good. I've been on Naeem Hines since last year, so I'm. I am happy he's going to get a chance. We'll talk about him. Definitely talk about him in the waiver show. Uh, another big injury at running back, Philip Lindsay. Turf toe, mild turf toe. He's in doubt for week two against the Steelers. Even if he was in there, after what we saw the Steelers do to Saquon, I'm not in any way. Th- I wouldn't play Philip Lindsay either way. So yeah. He was definitely a 1B uh, to Gordon's 1A. Yeah, he and, was in that mix a lot. So when he returns in a better matchup, I definitely wouldn't be surprised to see him to see him do well uh, in that, that role, maybe a flex play at times. I think you'll see some some uh, some goal line touches. Even Royce Freeman got a goal line touch. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans, um, he played, but unfortunately, it, it, yeah, he was not he was not good. Uh, but he did. I mean, he got targeted quite often. Well, for a guy. I mean, sort of. It was weird because I mean, I, I didn't. You you saw him kind of him and Brady weren't on the same page um, on a pick that Brady threw and it, I don't know if Mike Evans let up on a route too early or if Brady thought he was going somewhere else that he obviously wasn't whatever it was I thought man Brady is not the guy that you want to get on the bad side of and that caused there to be an interception um, and then I mean I saw him get another target on the sideline and I mean it just it, it just clearly wasn't going to be a good day for him and it really wasn't a great day for you know. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in general. So, I mean, uh, it is what it is, but uh, hopefully he can get right and have some better performances. Lev Bell left the game with an injured hamstring. Looks like he's he's placed on IR, so he'll miss at least three games. Mm -hmm. Adam Gaze came out and said it was his fault. Not, I mean, it's not like anybody wasn't going to blame Adam Gase. Um, Gosh. Well, this was all just a a play for him to finally get Kalen Bellage in the door. Stupid idiot. <laughs> I can't wait to see Kalen Balage get eight carries for five yards for the Jets. Oh, man. Um, only guy that I'd be semi-happy about. Like, I mean, I, I don't know that I'm going to – I'm, Frank I don't want, available. No, I, I'm not I going to pick him up. I'm not picking up Kalen Balage. If I'm in Dynasty and I have Michael P. Ryan, maybe I – do a little bitty like hand clap about it, but that's about it. I, mean, I, I can't like, see myself. I, I would have to be in dire, dire need of a flex play to pick up Frank Gore, Josh yeah. Adams, Denzel yeah, Mims. Josh Denzel Mims on the same team, placed on IR. He'll miss the next three games. He probably shouldn't have played this week anyway. But again, Adam Gase. I'm going to go ahead and just blame Adam Gase for for all that. Yes. Cortland Sutton did not play in Week One. He was a Monday night game time decision, but he is. Gosh, is brutal. Those are brutal, man. Last last game of the week, too, was late, man. I mean, so if you were holding out for Cortland Sutton and you didn't have another option, that was uh, I that You was shouldn't tough. have been holding but out for Cortland Sutton. And no, no. All signs pointed to him not. But, you know, they're on game day, you know, they, they were they were saying it was a long shot, but they were still pushing it, not willing to roll him out, roll him out, roll him out, and that's, that's what's tough. But. Henry Ruggs left with an injury. Uh, he did come back. It was a knee injury. Uh, as of now, it looks like he's going to play. Uh, yeah, it sounds like two. he's going to be fine. He was looking really good before he got hurt. Too. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he led them in air yards. Um, so he led the team in air yards despite leaving early. Um, 
so I mean, yeah, that that's that's the type of uh, upside that you want. Um, so and, it, and we know that Derek Carr can play at a high level. So the most shocking news of this week, uh, injury wise, James Conner got hurt. <laughs> I think we've said that every single year of his career, and and bless James Conner, he's a great, great young man. Great story too. Great story, but he can't he stay healthy. Wasn't cut out for it, man. And the worst part is he looked, and the whole offense looked really bad while he was in there. And that, that was as probably the team as a whole in general getting the rust off. But when Benny Snell Benny came Snell in there, looked man, so good. Benny Snell was a baller out there. I, Benny Snell's a guy I have him in a dynasty league. I'm pretty pumped about that. I wouldn't. He'll be another guy I'm looking at on the waiver wire. I need running back help in a couple leagues. Oh, so uh, the door is open for James Conner in week two, and that is my reserve on Benny Snell. Is I think that Mike Tomlin is going to continue to put James Conner in the workhorse role, workhorse role as long as he's able to play. I don't know. James Conner did a lot of sticking his neck out for him this offseason. I don't know. I, I definitely could see him being a little bit perturbed by the whole situation. Not that it's James Conner's fault, but, you know, just kind of like, man, really again with this. So, we'll see. Jarvis Landry, he, he played week one. Uh-huh. Uh, he does have a, a hip injury, but – it looks as though he'll he'll practice in full, and other than that, Tyler, I can't think of any major injury. The biggest oh, one, oh, the George biggest, Kittle. Oh well, I mean, I was going to oh, say the biggest I, one. The oh biggest yeah, one. I did. I, I Blake did. Jarwin tore his ACL. Man, that sucks. That sucks, especially being a Cowboys fan. Yeah, especially maybe we, whenever you saw Dalton Schultz come in for him. Maybe, oh, maybe we could. Uh, man, if it, if this were a a friendlier world, maybe we could get. Zach Ertz from uh, yeah from the Eagles. That'd, you know, be, that'd be ideal. I, I thought that came through my mind today. I was I was riding on a lawnmower today and just thinking about what what could we do because Dalton Schultz was really bad. I mean, I don't, Dalton Schultz dropped two passes and just looked yeah. horrible out there. Didn't run good routes. I I don't like Dalton Schultz. He's not a receiving tight end. He's a blocking tight end at best. And and we need somebody in that role. Maybe we just trade for Jason Witten. Just get him back. No, God. Take his six no. yards and fall, his five yards and fall, and and have those sure-handed leader in there. Gosh, I'd rather sign Delaney Walker and see what he's got. That's not a bad idea either. Uh, I would have I would have liked for us to trade it for Njoku back in the day. Yeah, you know, back in the summer. He but, went on IR, didn't he? He did. He did. Yeah. He went on IR as well. Yeah. Uh, but George Kittle is a big, big name that hurt his knee. He was, I think, he had four for forty-five. Was doing. Pretty well. I mean, he was he was definitely being featured, and then he went out. He came back. When he came back, they didn't really uh, feature him as much. You could tell he wasn't the same, and he is day to day right now. They are hopeful for week two. If he doesn't play, do you do you keep an eye on Jordan Reed? I mean, I've heard that he looked good in camp. Um, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming he's healthy right now. He doesn't have anything going on. Um, sure. I mean, I'd throw a dart at him. I guess. Um, and that well, that that's going to lead us into our. There's really only two big pieces of news that I have that isn't injury related. And the the first one I'll go with since we're talking about it is the this is 49ers signed Muhammad Sanu. They've been you know Debo Samuel's on IR, Kittle's banged up, Ayuk's banged up. Mm-hmm. He is projected to play this week, but still, it's a rookie in his first game on the big stage. hasn't played practice much. Kendrick Bourne was not impressive to say the least. So, no, it was they did it all through the running backs. Um, really, once George Kittle was gone, I mean, you know, we saw Mostert blow up. Jarek McKinnon got in on the action. I mean, uh, there was really I think I think I heard about forty or forty four percent of uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's 
targets went to running backs in this game. So, right. The other piece of news I got is Allen Robinson is very, very unhappy uh, about his contract in Chicago. You know, he took his hashtag bears off his Twitter page, yeah, took all his Instagram his, pictures off. Yeah, his banner or his, uh, you know, big cover photo on Twitter was a Bears thing, and he took that down. Yep, and and he apparently has not requested a trade. Is the most recent news this evening by Adam Schefter. But he's just really but unhappy. He's really unhappy, and that's fair. I understand that dude has endured a lot for the Bears last season, and and I mean, he led, I, led the league in contested catches yep. last year. I mean, he's been a really good receiver when in, healthy. In my, really, he's he just deser- had the he one de- injury. He deserves to be paid. In, yeah. in my opinion, I I think if I'm Allen Robinson, I would. Yeah, I would be really ticked and, off. And, and honestly, um, you know, he he might not as decent as he did last year. He might not love his situation. I mean, no. sitting there looking at Trubisky and Foles playing in the cold in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't mind uh, going to greener pastures, but uh, I don't quite know where that would be. I mean, there's I, a market out there for him. There there is. Um, I'm just trying to think fantasy wise, what would be better than not that this is great but we saw last year in a not great situation him be a wide receiver one new england yeah maybe i mean cam newton's not gonna rush 15 times well (laughs) again again this is a this was essentially a more um more important preseason game you know (laughs) there's a lot of things that that are still getting worked out and i think what you do know about Cam Newton is he is dangerous on the ground, and that's what the you know what's what's Belichick going to do? He's going to utilize what he knows is an advantage for his team, and he knows that Cam Newton is dangerous on the ground, and so he's going to use that until he gets going with his arm. He's still fifteen of nineteen, uh, I think only one fifty-five, but yeah, he would have had a touchdown to kill Harry. But so that about wraps up the news. We're going to quickly go through last week's game. We'll start with the Thursday night game. The real story, the only story: Clyde Edwards Hilaire. The real story about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, though, is zero catches but 25 carries, 138 yards, and a touchdown. I have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in a few leagues. I was definitely happy with his out, out uh, with his production. On the flip side, David Johnson, 11 carries, 77 yards, and a touchdown, three receptions, 32 yards. Looked great running the football. Yeah, he looked really patient, and then was was making good jump cuts and hitting the hole hard. And with Duke Johnson uh, getting a little banged up, I. I know he's questionable for this week, but I, I would lean that he would – I wouldn't plan on him playing, and I think that's just going to be even even better for David Johnson. I mean, how many – let's see, Duke Johnson was only in there to get one uh, one reception, but he had five carries. So, um, you know, just look for that to uh, go over to David Johnson, and he looked good. Uh, I like it. And, yeah, Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, definitely delivered, and, uh, you know, that just – it's scary what his upside could be if uh, if, you know, he could get – you know, six or seven targets yep. per game. Yeah, I a few catches. Biggest disappointment in the game to me was Deshaun Watson, but more importantly, it was it wasn't Deshaun Watson. It was Deshaun Watson's offensive line, uh, the lack of explosiveness in the offense as a whole. They just they didn't look like a team that really had it together on offense. Will Fuller looked good, eight, eight receptions, one hundred twelve yards on ten targets. I think the problem was, I mean, Brandon Cooks played, but it really didn't seem like he played. Right. Like, so I think that you get both those guys healthy, it's really going to help. But 
won't help the offensive line any because those guys got to take a minute to uh, develop a lot of their routes. Our boy uh, Mahomes, he threw three touchdown passes, only only two hundred and eleven yards. A great football game right. by Mahomes, right. but uh, underwhelming for fantasy and not what you paid for. Uh, Touchdowns for, for Watkins Hill and Kelsey. Kelsey, pretty good stat line: six receptions, fifty yards, and a touchdown. Hill, decent stat line, five receptions, 46 yards, and a touchdown. Aikens looked looked good in his uh, receptions, both the tight ends for the Texans, but, um, you know, just don't know if they're going to get that volume to really be worth uh, a play. No, I don't think so. Sammy Watkins, big week one game. Are you buying or selling? No, you sell Sammy Watkins. Don't buy Sammy Watkins. This is what he does all the time. That's what he did last year. I mean, he, he just – he can't sustain it. I mean, you expect Tyreek Hill to be more involved from here on out. Um just no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy, sell, or hold Miko Miko Hardman. Hardman. And, well, I mean, I don't know what you could sell him for. Probably just hold or drop, depending on the league you're in. I mean, um, I, I would drop. I think after yeah. what we saw from Denard Robinson, that Miko's only going to be in 19 plays. He's not going to be in there often. Yeah, so. like I said, I mean, depending on the depth of your league, you know, you might hold him. But like in our 16 team league, where I'm a little bit behind the ball, I mean. I'm not starting him, right. but uh, I'm definitely not dropping him because he would get picked up. We both picked KC in that game. We both got it right. Seattle, Atlanta. I'll take the victory in this one. I picked Seattle. They win 38-25 over Atlanta. That's about what you what you thought too. You said yeah. that it'd be 35, like 24. Yeah, or I think that's what so. I said. So uh, I'm a wizard. Yeah. Um, but Russell Wilson is an actual wizard. 31 of 35 for 322 yards and four touchdowns. They let him cook. They let him cook. They let him cook. Chris Carson, 6 for 21, but 6 receptions for 45 yards and 2 touchdowns. So high on Chris Carson because it looks like this is going to be Russ's year. Uh, well, I mean, and Carlos Hyde got 7 carries. Um, I mean, it's just it's just an interesting backfield and in that they chose to get three of the running backs involved, um, you know, uh, Homer being the third, and he got three carries and a couple receptions. So, you know, I mean, that's that's a decent amount of the uh, market, and uh, I mean, six carries and six receptions is not a huge workload for Chris Carson, but it was highly efficient. And it, I mean, I know that Russ can run an efficient offense, um, and that's what we want from him whenever he cooks. But that was that's about as good as it gets in terms of efficiency from your running back. So well, and, and the the story in this game was the passing game, right? Both teams, yeah. you know, Russ had his amazing stat line, one of the best games of his entire career. Matt Ryan goes for 450 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. I do want to, you know, and I guess the, the adverse of that story would be the running game's lacking, but I do want to point out that Todd Gurley saw 14 carries and five targets. He got two receptions off those five. But that's a, that's a, a good workload. Oh, yeah, and, and for, for Todd Gurley, I mean, that's about as much as you can expect them to give him, and uh, so it was good to see him get it. You know, it kind of seemed – Kind of seemed, you know, seemed like they wanted to get him that touchdown early, and you know, just kind of, kind of try to get him in a groove. But I think the bigger story here is Ridley Jones and Gage all having the same workload, all having the same targets. Uh, they all caught the same number of passes too. And I mean, uh, obviously, you saw uh, Ridley and Jones do a little bit more with it. But uh, hey, Russell Gage was catching those shorter yeah. to intermediate passes. We saw him go to, to Ridley and Jones deep. Ridley again. I mean. It's so frustrating. Can Jones just catch a touchdown pass? He's a massive man. He's just, just throwing the ball he's in the end just, zone. He's their guy between the twenties, I guess. That's all uh, he does. I mean, but what you saw in this game was uh, 
a lot of people's favorite tight end uh, kind of feel a little bit neglected, and maybe that's uh, you know can be attributed to the Russell Gage targets. Um, but I think that you know obviously that's a guy that if we talked about buy sell or hold that I'd definitely be holding right now. Hayden uh, Hurst, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I'm not done with Hayden Hurst. You know, I think that he still ran the most routes of any tight end in the NFL this week, and he I, did. I think that. He is going to be used in that passing game this week. You know, he, he, he saw a lot of Jamal Adams. You know, and that, that's going to say a lot about any tight end. Is, is They're not going to see a lot of targets when they're getting covered by arguably the best safety. Well, when you've and got weaker, so many other options. Well, yeah, the weaker part of that defense is the corners rather than the safeties. Quandre Diggs, Jamal Adams, uh, and Bobby Wagner, red linebacker. So the weaker parts, the, the corners, I'd rather pick on them, and I think that they – the, the Falcons played that, that right. They just weren't the better football team. The Seahawks, I think, are a sleepy or a <laughs> sneaky sleeper to, to be the NFC champions Ooh. this year. I definitely think they're the best team in the NFC West after what I saw from San Francisco. I think they're going to have a little bit of a Super Bowl yeah. hangover. Yeah, they look good. Baltimore, Cleveland. I was wrong. Just I th- barely. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that Cleveland and Baker were going to come out and make a statement, and Baker looked like arguably – uh, the second worst quarterback in the NFL, Week One. Gosh. Sam Darnold's the worst to me. Sam Darnold <laughs> looked horrible, uh, but Baker looked pretty bad in his own right. On the other side, Lamar Jackson. He did Lamar Jackson things: twenty to twenty-five, three touchdowns, two hundred seventy-five passing yards, forty-five on the ground, three hundred total yards, over three hundred total yards. He may be worth the pick. Uh, yeah. I mean, if he uh, if he can keep up, you know, this type of efficiency, I mean it. it he looked good. Um, that was that was great to see. Um, yeah, gosh, the Browns just brutal. That's that's at, a at brutal this point. Offense. And I do want to say something about Odell Beckham Jr. Before you all panic. Hey, you can't you can't sell him. You can't sell him to slow. You can't drop him. Too much name. You know, too much. I mean, he is the number one receiver for this team. They're going to be behind a lot apparently. <laughs> and but he got ten targets. Yeah. And. Do I think this team is going to make the playoffs? Are going to be a great team? No, but if you're a guy seeing ten targets a game, you're going to produce. And so, I, yes, it was a rough week for Odell Beckham. Don't I mean? Don't forget the the Ravens have a good defense. The Ravens are not a, a slouch on defense. Marcus Peters. I don't know much else about the secondary there, but I know they got Marcus Peters. <laughs> they used to have Earl Thomas. <laughs> yeah, uh, they got Chuck Clark, uh, who did pretty well last year. So, um, and also who Earl Thomas punched. Uh, but don't don't abandon ship on Odell yet. Give it some time. Give it a couple weeks, and then maybe see if you need to abandon. If you're gonna ab- if you're considering abandoning ship on Odell right now, you probably shouldn't have drafted him. And yeah. I think that's why I didn't draft him anywhere because I didn't want to do this. Um, Who's the running back to own right now in Cleveland? Hunt or Chubb? Shoot, man. Um, I'd still say Chubb. Because if we're going to have an Odell Beckham resurgence, it's going to be at the expense of some of the stuff that Kareem Hunt was getting in the in the receiving game. I mean, but I mean, Hunt Kareem Hunt, I know he he looked good on the ground. I mean, I just I just think it's I just think it's still got to be Chubb right now. But I mean, obviously Hunt is playing a uh, a prominent role. Mark Ingram had a rough rough game: ten carries, twenty nine yards. Dobbins seven carries, twenty two yards, and two touchdowns. Is Dobbins the man to own in that backfield? Um, definitely for season long. I don't know that I love having to start him right now because, I mean, you know, obviously. You know it would be a shame? If you traded two second-round dynasty picks for Mark Ingram. 
And you traded away Mike Williams, who is still a really yes. young receiver. Yes. Who, uh, who was one of the league leaders in air yards this week. What a shame if you did that. <clears throat> uh, on the receiving end for the Baltimore Ravens, Marquise Brown, five receptions, 101 yards. Boykin got a little involved. Duvernay got a little involved. Willie Sneed. I thought he was gone. <laughs> he's still hanging he's around. He's in there just causing problems. Four receptions, 64 yards, one touchdown. Good stat line. I still don't want him on my team. Uh, Mark Andrews, five receptions, 58 yards, and two touchdowns. My guy. Marky Mark doing well at the tight end possession. I think he finished tight end one of the week. Uh, I think so. I think he did. New York Jets, Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen is a QB1. I am so glad I got him as late as I did in many games. Here's the, the – we all know he can run the football. 14 carries, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Great. We all know he can fumble the football, too. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Because if he's going to throw the ball 46 times – Yeah, that's absurd. It seems like In a that, game that they were winning from start to finish against a horrible football team. It seems like that can't even be true. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> 33 of 46 – 312 yards, two touchdowns. He was uh, one of the top QBs on the week. I had him in multiple leagues. I'm very pumped about it. That's not even the most important thing in this game because he was already – his ADP, he was being drafted a lot a lot higher than you may realize. I mean, he oh, was yeah, a guy I – mean, I, so, I mean, But I got him in a lot of leagues. What do you think is the biggest story? Is, is it Bell getting hurt I, or is it – No, 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 no. It's definitely, it's definitely the Zach Moss, Devin Singletary um, – Splits and I mean Zach Moss is gonna yeah he's, I think he's gonna score more points than Devin Singletary this year and um, I don't know that you know like we said if we'd have seen preseason we might have uh, been more confident in saying that but we knew that Zach Moss was gonna play a role but I was thinking that it would be more of a forty percent I mean, Zach Moss sixty percent Devin Singletary but Devin it, Singletary was the better running back. But Zach Moss got the more important touches. Yeah, he got the three three rushes inside the five yard line, and uh, Devin Singletary only got two. And uh... at the end of the day, that's what I want. So, uh, on the Jet side, Jamison Crowder, we said that he would be a target hog. He was seven of thir- seven uh, receptions on thirteen targets, one hundred fifteen yards, one touchdown. My boy, Chris Herndon, six receptions, thirty seven yards. I think he's a guy that that you if you're if you had Jarwin Herndon should be a target for you. Yeah, he's still got the upside. I don't think that this shakes me off of him at all. I mean, if you were oh. going to stream tight ends, you're, you're going to stream tight ends. You're going to be it's going to be brutal. Sometimes. And if you got a tight end getting seven targets a game, I'm yeah. okay. I, I'll take that as my starting tight end. Yeah, John Brown, Stephon Diggs, both looked really good for the Bills. Brown led the team with ten targets, but only six receptions. Diggs led the team with receptions with eight. 86 yards for Diggs, 70 and a touchdown for John Brown. Again, those guys and their success will depend on if they're going to continue to throw the football like this. And I think that adding Stephon Diggs allows them to just say, you know what, Josh Allen, get out there and show people you can sling the football. And he did. He did. Yeah. It was against the Jets, though, so we'll see what happens next week. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, and for the record, we both picked Buffalo to win that game. Moving on to the Raiders and the Carolina Panthers. Closer than I thought, but... You were right. I yeah. was right. The Raiders come on top, thirty-four to thirty. Another efficient game from Derek Carr, twenty-two of thirty, two hundred thirty-nine yards and a touchdown. The big story for the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, is Josh Jacobs, twenty-five carries, ninety-three yards. Like it does receptions. Three touchdowns, four receptions for forty-six yards. It, it's real. Yeah. I think it's real. I think the Josh Jacobs passing work is real, and, and we're going to see a lot of 
a lot of good things from. I mean, Josh Jacobs might end up being top five running. How many targets sure. did uh, Booker get? Three, only three. Okay, so I mean, six targets for Jacobs. He caught four of them. Uh, I mean, that's yeah, that's all. That's all you need. That's all you need. I mean, get him, get him five to seven targets uh, a game, and I mean, he's going to be well over fifty receptions this year, and that's uh, that's that's the boost he needed to get in that next tier, right? Christian McCaffrey, twenty three carries, ninety six yards, two touchdowns, three receptions, thirty eight yards. That's not a great game. No, and in, in, in watching McCaffrey. it, yeah, this wasn't a a really great game to watch from what I saw of it. I mean, you know, you you had obviously the Josh Jacobs stuff, but I mean, really, it just seemed like it was just I don't know. It, it was kind of brutal for me, um, but I didn't have that many that many dogs in the fight. I mean, really, I've got McCaffrey in one league. I don't have any Josh Jacobs. But I had some Robbie Anderson on the bench. I got robbed of a Josh Jacobs. There was a glitch in Yahoo's app, and I somehow auto-drafted Julio Jones over Josh Jacobs, and I'm pretty disappointed about it. But moving on. Teddy Bridgewater, 22-34, 270 yards, a touchdown, four carries, 26 yards. He led the league in air yards, which means that Robbie Anderson had a great game. Six receptions, eight on eight targets, 115 yards, and a touchdown. He outplayed. Curtis Samuel, he outplayed DJ Moore. Well, and it was just, you know, it's it was a very Robbie Anderson game because it was the 75-yard touchdown reception that sealed it for him. So I like the volume, and that's the kind of home run hitting uh, potential you get with Robbie Anderson in your lineup. It, it does make me feel good about having him on the bench in a couple leagues. Um, so if I need to start him in the flex, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll feel a little better about it. But, you know, I'm not going to panic on DJ Moore no, here. No, not at all. I mean, nine nine targets. Still had 54 yards on his four receptions. That's great efficiency. So I, I am, I own DJ Moore. I think in one, I think I got one share of him, and I'm, I'm not panicking at all. Henry Ruggs, two carries, 11 yards. We talked about him a little bit in the injury report. He looked pretty good. Uh, I think that he is in line for a big season if he can get healthy. Brian Edwards, the hype was not real. One reception, Dang. nine yards. Yeah. But uh, somehow Nelson Aguilar outplayed him with one reception, 23 yards, and a touchdown. At the tight end position for the Raiders, everybody wants to know about Jason Witten. He had one reception for two yards. His counterpart, his backup, Darren Waller, had six receptions on eight targets for forty-five yards. I like the eight. I like the eight targets. A little, uh, but it's just a little bit more what we saw last year from yeah. Darren Waller. He's not being targeted in yeah. the red zone, and he's but he's there for Derek Carr. He's his his security blanket. Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions. What a dumb game. That was a. I look at the game and they're getting blown out, and I'm I'm cooking a bunch of food and I come back and all of a sudden the Bears are winning, and it's because Mitchell Trubisky is a QB one in week one. This week, yeah. <laughs> twenty of thirty six for two hundred forty two yards and three touchdowns, three carries, twenty six yards. Um, Matthew Stafford on the other side, twenty four forty two for two hundred ninety seven yards and a touchdown. He had an interception as well. He also. Had five carries for twenty three yards, which is very un Matt Stafford like. Yeah, that's a that's a rushing floor we're not used to. Uh, the running back position is the interesting one for the Lions. DeAndre Swift, he has a yeah. You look at his stat line, and you maybe you got ten points from him. Three carries, eight yards, one touchdown, three receptions, fifteen yards. But he did drop that big pass. Should he, have had another touchdown. Do the th- game winning. Do you think that? First off, I'm dropping Carry on Johnson from that backfield. Seven to fourteen, I think his time is up. 
Well, there's no reason that yeah. Peterson should have got in there and, and done as good as he did. Um, that's really an, an indictment on on Johnson. And, you know, I mean, I would say DeAndre Swift, too, but he's a rookie. But, I mean, man, Peterson, he just uh, he just he keeps did, it going, man. That's right, dude. He's one of the greatest running backs of all time. Boomer Sooner. Three receptions, too. I mean. Three receptions, 21 yards, 14 carries, 93 yards. He is a guy that I, I'm probably not going out and spending any fab on him or – but maybe if he's still available after waivers go off, I, I might have him on the bench to for a bye week fill in. Or... But um, you know, DeAndre Swift's, you know that that game, you know, just you just look at his points total. I mean, it's kind of deceiving because I still don't feel confident. No, throwing Swift in. No, right not now. at all. I, 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 he's definitely a stash because of his yeah. potential. But I don't. I, I wouldn't. I would rather play Peterson. You know, in the, in the coming weeks until I see something more from from Swift. Can't wait to have Kenny Galladay. Back Oof. in action, um, that that'll help. <laughs> that was rough for me. Quintess Cephas with ten targets. Uh, he's a guy that that uh, was on is on my radar for dynasty. I got him in two dynasty leagues, I think. Yeah. Uh, and and he's a guy I I tried to acquire in a, in our other dynasty league, but I was unable to. He's a guy in dynasty leagues to keep an eye on for next season because I, I think once Galladay <laughs> comes back, he'll see his totals come down. But he's definitely well, but, a guy for the I future. Mean, I don't know what Marvin Jones's contract. Well, and that's who, that's who uh, light, he's, uh, he's going to fill in. He's yeah. going to fill that Mar- Marvin Jones role, I think, uh, yeah. next season. Dave Montgomery, he played 13 carries, 64 yards. The cool thing about Dave Montgomery is he looked good. Yeah. He looked good as a runner, and that is fantastic. It's a, a the better, better thing is that he didn't re-aggravate his injury, it doesn't seem. Right. So, uh, good news there. But Anthony Miller. Yeah, he got a touchdown, four for 76 and a touchdown. Allen Robinson, five for 74, no touchdowns. And no contract. And no contract. And, you know, after – I think I, – I understand why Allen Robinson's frustrated. I mean, he's just – he's got Mitchell Trubisky throwing in the football. Uh, waiver wire, tight ends, Jimmy Graham, TJ Hawkinson. Jimmy Graham, three catches on seven targets for 25 yards and a touchdown. Hawkinson, five on five targets, 56 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Hawkinson's a guy I can get excited about. Jimmy Graham, I'm – Probably just still gonna leave that alone. He's an emergency tight end for me. He's a, he's because he should have had another touchdown too. Yeah, so. well, that's kind of what doesn't make me feel great about it. But also just you know, Mitch Trubisky and Minshew Mania. Beautiful. The Jacksonville Jaguars in Week One for their their bid for the number one pick. Gardner Minshew says no, sir. I'm the starting quarterback, and he <laughs> deserves it. Nineteen to twenty. 173 yards and three touchdowns. He was so good. He was. He was so efficient and just. Played that game with such composure. He looked really good out there. Threw a touchdown pass to Keelan, uh, Keelan Cole, LaVisca Chenault, and DJ Chark. That was all that DJ Chark really did on the day. Three for 25 with a touchdown. I'm not concerned about DJ Chark at all. Not with Gardner playing like that. No, not at all. I don't think Keelan Cole I'm – not, I'm not going and buying Keelan no. Cole. He looked good, but I still think DJ Chark's the guy and Chenault's number two. Um I don't like that D.D. Westbrook was, was inactive. but <laughs> That's just your, your yeah, sooner. Yeah, personal thing. On the other side, what, uh, a big – we talked about Marlon Mack, how good he looked, how good Jonathan Taylor looked coming in. Really, he didn't look that great on the ground. Nine for 22. No, no, but, but just – Six receptions for 67 yards. Looks really when good. He, when he had the ball in his hands, I mean, you know, it may not be reflected as, as greatly on the stat sheet here, but just watching him. He, he looked really good. The guy to own in this backfield is Naeem Hines. Seven carries, 28 yards, one touchdown, eight receptions, 45 yards, and a touchdown. Just a great game for Naeem Hines. He got used in the red zone. Phillip Rivers, 46, 36 for 46, 363 yards, and a touchdown, and two interceptions. 
that is pretty much a Philip Rivers game to the T, in my opinion. The guy to own in this backfield is Jonathan Taylor. No, the guy to own is Naeem Hines. No. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, no, Naeem Hines will be good. Um, but no, Jonathan Taylor is uh, a league winner. No, Naeem Hines is a league winner. No. Watch, I'm telling you. Watch. Watch what happens. He's going to be more active in the passing game. If sure. he keeps running the ball efficiently, I mean, four yards of carry, that's better than the, the two and a half yards of carry that uh, Jonathan Taylor was averaging. So We'll see. And who got the ball in the red zone? Naeem Hines. We'll see who, who is winning more leagues for you. I think the time is over for T.Y. Hilton. I think the, the torch has been passed to Paris Campbell with Phillip Rivers as their quarterback. Nine, uh, six receptions, 71 yards for Paris Campbell, four for 53 for T.Y. Hill. Not a bad stat line, but I think Paris Campbell is going to be Phillip Rivers' new favorite target. Phillip Rivers did come out and say he missed uh, Jack Doyle on a, a touchdown pass once. We'll see if that gets fixed next week. Doyle, three receptions, 49 yards. Not a bad game. Moving on, big, high-scoring game. Aaron Rodgers is back. He led the Green Bay Packers' 43-34 lead, or win, 32-44, 364 yards and four touchdowns. Two of those touchdowns went to your boy Devontae Adams with 14 receptions, 156 yards. Wow. What a game for Devontae Adams. And really, his the way he ended last last season and the way that he's starting this one off, I mean, the, you know, he's – and now with the Michael Thomas stuff, I mean, I think he's the favorite to be not just because he put up the big stat line in week one, but because of the just the role that he's been on and how he did start off this year. He's he's the leader to be the wide receiver one overall this year. Who's the wide receiver two? Valdez Scanting, four four receptions, ninety six yards and a touchdown. Alan Lazard, four receptions, sixty three yards and a touchdown and a carry for nineteen. Well, yards. you know, we we brought them both up. Um, I think you asked the same question, you know, before last week, and we both kind of were like, well, I think Alan Lazard is the guy that you probably need to own more. Um, but we did mention that uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, had kind of been touting uh, MVS uh, in a practice that week. Honestly, um, I don't know. I mean, that was that was an incredible game from Aaron Rodgers. I would be stunned if he kept it up all year. We, It'll happen next week. I think he'll be the QB1 next week against Detroit. I mean, he's really good in division. Um, he 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 owns that division for the most part, so I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but I mean, really, I mean, it's it's just all about Devonta Adams and just whoever winds up getting the rest of it done. You know, it, it'll it'll vary. But um, got to be worried about, in my opinions, Aaron Jones. Sixteen carries, sixty six yards, a touchdown, four receptions, ten yards. Didn't look that great. They used a lot of other running backs. Tyler Irvin, Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon all got touches on the football. And I think they're going to continue to get more touches on the football. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's gross. But, uh, yeah, Aaron Jones was the guy that I was avoiding at his ADP. And, uh, you know, that kind of makes me thankful here just off the first game uh, reaction. His counterpart, Dalvin Cook, also saw some split carries. Dalvin Cook got the important ones. He got a couple touchdowns, 12 carries, 50 yards. But Alexander Madison, six carries for 50 yards and four receptions for 30. A good game for That's, a guy uh, that I dropped right before the game. Um, <laughs> well, with all the uh, you know waiver wire right. people available, you, you'll be able to scoop him back up. Uh, Kirk Cousins had a decent game, 19-25, 259 yards, two touchdowns. Both those touchdowns went to Adam Thielen. Thielen. Really came out of nowhere you know, when the, the Vikings in garbage time were trying to come back. Uh, Thielen was the only guy he could throw the football to. So mm-hmm. um, just keep that in mind going forward. Not much out of either side on the tight ends. Jay Sternberger, a guy who had a lot of hype in camp, 
did not come through. No receptions on one target. <laughs> Game we were all waiting for. Cam Newton, see how he did in his return. He went 15 of 19 for 155 yards, 15 carries, 75 yards, two touchdowns on the ground, and led the New England Patriots to a 21-11 victory over the Dolphins. The Patriots are back. They're Super Bowl bound, even without Tom Brady. What they say that was the most rushing yards by a Patriots quarterback since, like, the early 80s yeah, or something. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the last 20 years, they've had a guy who probably hadn't had 15 carries in the season. Yeah. Um, so, on, the, on his counterpart, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 20 of 30, uh, 191 yards and three interceptions. Mm. Almost uh, got to the five interceptions mark that you uh, <laughs> said that he could. Uh, yeah, that's that's what he does. Uh, on the ground, the big surprise is that Miles Gaskin led the Dolphins in carries. Jordan Howard did get the goal line carry. But he also was horrible. He put up Kalen Balazs numbers, eight carries, seven yards. He was lucky to get a touchdown. Miles Gaskin, is he the running back to own in the backfield? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you if you want to own one of the running backs, um, yeah, I, I, I guess so. Uh, it's, it's a pretty muddled situation with all three of them not really seeing a huge workload. And, uh, you know, Gaskin getting the four receptions – is really the thing that stands apart to me, uh, apart from the efficiency. But, you know, in terms of workload, I, I think that's the that's the big thing there because he got the mix of uh, lead them in carries and, uh, you know, he barely got beat out by Brita in receptions. So. Not a lot going on in the passing game for the, the Dolphins. Parker got hurt, left the game. Hopefully he returns because he did look pretty good before he went out. Running the ball for the Patriots, Sony Michelle got led the team in carries. He found the end zone on a, a short yardage thing, but, but – not much to say about really any of the skilled players for either of these teams. Really the only story for the, the Patriots was Cam Newton. The Washington football team, a 27-17 upset of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, both quarterbacks were pretty horrid in this game. The running games, I mean, all around this was a horrible fantasy football game. The only person of note from this game is Dallas Goddard. Eight receptions, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Zach Hurts, three receptions, 18 yards, and a touchdown. I'm definitely – I got I, – Logan Thomas, four receptions, 37 yards, yeah, and a touchdown. No, that, so yeah. the tight ends definitely dominated this game. We didn't get much out of uh, Antonio Gibson. So uh, I, I'm keeping an eye on whether or not I want to start Dallas Goddard. He could definitely be the, you know, the new guy. Well, you'd like for them to, yeah, maybe just go ahead and move Hurts while they have – while they still can, you know, if they're not going to sign him, and uh, just clear that up for us. <laughs> Cincinnati and the Chargers. Chargers sneak away with a 16-13 win. Again, congrats Joe Burrow. His first touchdown It was a rushing touchdown. He had eight carries for 46 yards. That rushing floor is definitely uh, something yeah, we like yeah, that to helps. see. Uh, the big story out of this game for the Chargers is going to be Josh Kelly and, and Austin Eckler. Eckler, 19 carries, a career high, 84 yards, but only one reception. Josh Kelly, 12 carries, 60 yards, and he got the red zone touch. He got the touchdown. He has more points than Austin Eckler. Joe Mixon, he got 19 carries, but he just couldn't get anything going, really. Uh, he only had two targets. And then, again, this is another one of those games that the the skill players really didn't see much. Hunter Henry did well, five receptions, 73 yards. That's encouraging if you took him uh, when he did. Any other things from that game you, you to note? No, not really. I mean, you just got to hope for a uh... – a more entertaining, uh, <laughs> more entertaining game here in the weeks to come. Game we thought was going to be the fantasy game of the week was the Saints and the Bron- or the Buccaneers, and boy, were we wrong. Turned out to just be a Drew Brees asserting his dominance on his new division opponent. <laughs> not really. I mean, not fantasy. <laughs> I know. I'm just not saying. fantasy wise, but definitely as a 
as a team. Tom yeah. Brady came out with a better fantasy day, but both guys struggled quite a bit. Uh, Ronald Jones was the uh, better. He, he looked great. Um, looked much better than Leonard Fournette. And I think that, honestly, I think that Ronald Jones is going to continue to see 15 to, to 18 carries a game as long as he keeps running. like He's running like a man fighting for his job, and that's how he needs to run. Alvin Kamara found the end zone twice. He had five receptions. Only 16 yards on 12 carries, but that Tampa Bay run defense is pretty solid. Uh, Latavius Murray, though, 15 carries. Uh, not, not much production, only 48 yards, but that's definitely something to keep an eye on if you are looking for a flex option. If my running back's getting 15 carries, I definitely will consider well, that. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, you know, we kind of kind of talked about how he could be filling, you know, that marking him role from years past um, to a certain extent. Chris Godwin, um, six receptions, 79 yards. Emmanuel Sanders, three receptions, 15 yards, and a touchdown. Those two led the two teams in receiving. Big story, Michael Thomas. Obviously, he got hurt, but that was late in the game. He still only had three receptions for 17 yards. Scotty Miller did all right for the, the Buccaneers, five receptions, 73 yards. But the two big stories, obviously, are Mike Evans and, and Michael Thomas, and both of them did not perform well. Uh, no, they probably cost you your fantasy week. In fact, the, besides the, of the receiving options, the two best for each team were the tight ends, not named Rob Gronkowski. It was O.J. Howard with four receptions, 36 yards, and a touchdown. And like you said, Jared Cook looked great with five receptions for 80 yards. Moving on to the Cardinals and 49ers, 91 rushing yards. Should have been 100. Thank you, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, for those shotgun deals. Shotgun uh, cost Kyler Murray maybe a point in some leagues, but uh, 26, 26 to 40 for 230 yards and a touchdown. Of those 26 completions, 14 went to DeAndre Hopkins, who had 14 receptions for 151 yards. Absurd share of the targets. It really is. Over 50%. Um, Murray looked good, um, especially against the 49ers. Still a good defense. Jimmy Garoppolo, 19-33 for two touchdowns, 259 yards. The real story on this offense is Raheem Mostert, 15 carries for 56 yards. Definitely owned that backfield. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, congratulations. You did get your first uh, touchdown since being injured. Uh, Mostert also had four receptions for 95 yards and a touchdown. Well, if I own Mostert, and I do, in – just one league, I think. Um, I am definitely exploring trade options this week. Uh, I won't be upset to hold on to him, but I think given the potential that Tevin Coleman was going to miss that game because of the air quality, because of his sickle cell trait, um, you know, I think that that could have played a factor into his limited usage. Maybe they just didn't want to get him out there huffing and puffing, you know, just really if they didn't need him. And also the wide receiver injuries combined with George Kittle getting banged up led to an unusual uh, usage for Mostert uh, in terms of the rest of the season. So maybe if you could piggyback off of that and, uh, you know, cash in a little bit, uh, I would do it. Uh, not a bad I, – I, I personally would probably hold Mostert. I think he's going to bleed that backfield. Well, like I said, I, I won't be terribly upset if I can't, but it, in the right deal, uh, it's a dynasty league. So, I mean, it really, if I could get younger at running back, right. um, you know, maybe a, an option that definitely won't be better in the coming weeks but could pop later in the season, I'm going to do it. Cowboys-Rams. Cowboys lost 2017. We're going to look at the receiving stats for the Cowboys because – Amari Cooper had 10 receptions for 81 yards. Lamb had 5 for 59. Gallup had 3 for 50. He should have had about 4 for 90. Yeah. Um, 
that's about all I'm going to say about our receiving stats. Robert Woods, he got uh, he got he received a lot of touches early and often. He he missed the goal line by. I don't know, two feet. It, it seems like there's no way he only had eight targets because I feel like every time they were throwing the ball, it was yeah. Robert Woods catching it. Cooper Cup only four for 40. Are you concerned about Cooper Cup? Well, I mean, there were concerns given um, his usage in the second half of last year. Um, I, I'm yeah, concerned. yeah, I'm, I'm they were concerned. They were in personnel a lot. I'm concerned. Um, but, you know. We'll, we'll see. There's still a lot of questions about this uh, Rams offense. I think that that was a very, uh, very Cowboys game. Unfortunately, it didn't give us all the uh, warm and fuzzies that we thought it would. Not having Jason Garrett, um, you know, we we liked the going for it on fourth and three, which a lot of people have you know been upset about for not kicking the field goal. But um, overall, I mean, uh, yeah, there's a lot of questions to be answered about the the Rams still on offense. So uh, all we know is that Robert Woods is going to be a mainstay there. And how'd the tight ends end up for the, for the Rams? I don't even remember. Higby was three for 40 and Everett was one for seven. So not much. So, but Higby was out there a lot. Yeah. Uh, The running back situation for the Cowboys. Zeke was amazing. He played like a man. He looked like he was a rookie again. He looked as good as he's looked in years. 22 for 96 and a touchdown three receptions, 31 yards and a touchdown on the flip side. My Malcolm Brown, 18 carries, 79 yards, two touchdowns, three receptions, 31 yards. Cam Akers, 14 for 39, and then Daryl Henderson was there. Malcolm Brown deserves to continue to be the starting runner. He looked good. Yeah, he did. He looked he looked better than Cam Akers, and so Cam Akers, it's not just going to be a job that's handed to him. So, uh, you know, it's if you have Cam Akers like I do uh, in a few leagues, eh, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer to see that happen. Monday Night Games, Pittsburgh 26, New York Giants 16. The big story, Saquon Barkley, 15 carries for 6 yards. If it wasn't for the 6 receptions for 60 yards, he would have had a horrible game. But that just goes to show kind of Barkley's floor in this offense. Uh, Daniel Jones still turns the ball over, uh, but he did find Darius Slayton for two touchdowns, 6 receptions, 102 yards. Uh, Sterling Shepard also had 6 receptions for 47 yards. Uh, Evan Ingram was targeted seven times. I know he only had two receptions for nine yards, but I, I expect him to to bounce back. He was targeted pretty. I mean, that's the most targets besides anybody, but but Slayton. Slayton, man. Well, he, I, guess he, Bar- I guess Barkley led the team targets. Slayton, Slayton looked good, man. Uh, that was that was exciting. Uh, pretty much every time he got the ball in his hands, it was uh, you know something good was happening. Whether it was going for a first down or going for a touchdown, he looked good. Um, I heard somebody compare Daniel Jones uh, kind of like a poor man's uh, James Winston. Winston. So yeah. I kind of like that, too. <laughs> Benny Snell looked really good. Roethlisberger picked it up in the second half and looked really good. He threw three, three touchdown passes, two of those to my boy Juju Smith-Schuster. Six receptions, 69 yards. Nice. And two touchdowns. Claypool looked good. Claypool, <laughs> I mean, he didn't play action. much, but he did look well. Look good. Deontay Johnson you know, really picked things up in the second half. He really cost me with that muff punt. Um <laughs> I lost by less than two points in a league that I um, was starting him. But I'm buying Deontay Johnson wherever I can. I can't right too. Now. Ten targets so, led the team. He he did look really good in the just, second Just half. hopefully, uh, you know, whoever owns him hasn't done too much into him. Just kind of he was just the top guy available maybe towards the end of the draft. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't have a big stat line. But, um, you know, maybe, maybe you can swoop in there and uh, snag him. Last game of the week, Tennessee versus Denver. That game was late last night. Drew Locke was – just like he was last year, 22 of 33, 216 yards, and a touchdown. That touchdown went to 
tight end Noah Fant, who really was the biggest story in this game. Yeah, man. Five receptions, 81 yards. He was a touchdown. beast, too. He looked, looked good. looked athletic as all get out. And we knew that he was, but, I mean, he, he showed it for sure. And he overshadowed Jonu, who had a great game. Four receptions on seven targets, 36 yards, and a touchdown. Jonu also looked good when he had the ball in his hands. A.J. Brown did not perform well. Uh, five of eight for 39 yards. He just missed that touchdown pass late in the game, just off his fingertips. They got the, the matchup they wanted at that rookie corner one-on-one in the red zone, and it just went off his fingers. But the fact they targeted him there means a lot to me as a big A.J. Brown guy. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, 29-43 for two touchdowns and 249 yards. Seven receptions on eight targets, 101 yards for Corey Davis. Is he back? Um, well, I mean, it, he, he was a guy that um, you know, I, I, I thought about. Are you, buy, are you buying shares with him? Um, I don't know that I'm trading for him, but you know if he if he's out there on the waiver wire, um, how much know, fab would you spend to get? Man, depending on how deep the league is, I mean, you know, I I I throw a couple bucks out there or something. Not nothing really? huge. I'm I'm not. I'd I'm shoot not, ten to fifteen percent for him. Because here's the deal: that team threw the ball forty three times. Yeah, they also rushed the ball thirty one times. Yeah. And Derrick Henry, for one thing, 31 for 116 is not very efficient. No. And he cannot carry the ball 31 times. No. That, that yeah, he not, can, not, they cannot keep doing it. that. And they don't have another running back that can, that can run the ball. Darrington Evans, uh, Khalif Raymond, um, th- these guys don't run the football. They don't have another runner. They cannot feed Derrick Henry 31 times. So Tannehill, like I said in the offseason, will throw the football more this year. <laughs> and so somebody has to start catching the ball besides A.J. Brown, and I think it is going to be Corey Davis. Uh, not much for the uh, Melvin Gordon found the end zone 15 carries 78 yards 3 receptions 8 yards Philip Lindsay injury so we'll just have to monitor yeah. that and, but they've got a tough matchup next week pretty much a Melvin Steelers. Gordon stat line <laughs> just a bleh stat line he yeah. looked pretty good but not great uh, Tyler who uh, we're running out of time here but Give me your, your top three running back waiver pickups this year. We'll see if they match up with mine. Oh, well, definitely. Uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be – you can put them in whichever order. Well, I want to know your order. That's what I'm asking you. Depending on my roster composition, I'm going Snell, Hines, Brown. Okay. Mine because is, I, I think that Sne- – Does Joshua Kelly make it in there at all? Oh, well, I mean, if he's available, I, I'm definitely going to be scooping him up. Any league that he's available in, I probably already own him. Um, but I mean, he's available <laughs> in over sixty percent of leagues. So, um, I mean, what, yeah, yeah, he's he's worth it. Um, where would you rank him in those four? I'd rank him probably third. I'd rank him above Brown, uh, but probably behind um, Snell and Hines. I think that Snell, given James Connor's track record of getting injury, I think that he has the highest ceiling out of all of them, um, especially with how good he looked. So, really, that's what I'm looking for is potential league winner. I mean, it. like I said, it depends on your roster situation. If you need a little bit more steady, you know, steady player right now, you know, maybe you go for Brown just for uh, his current role just to kind of boost you for a few games. If, you, if you're in a PPR league or you have certain bonuses, you know, maybe Naeem Hines is more important. Um, and, uh, you know, but he's going to be To me, it's, it's, safe, it's Hines, Kelly, Brown, Snell. Snell, yes, has that upside, but Snell also could find the bench next week because <laughs> we know Tomlin's going to play Connor. That's just what well, he's going to do. I'm, I'm talking about in the case of injury. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So depending on your roster composition, I'd rather I'd rather take 
Snell and sit him on the bench and be like, listen, James Conner is just going to keep getting hurt. So it, I know that Hines and Kelly are going to get work, and it looks like Kelly's going to get the, the crucial red zone work, and Hines is the, the pass catcher in that offense. Even though Taylor had six receptions, I still think that, that Hines is going to see eight to ten targets a game. But we agree that Brown's last. Yeah. Because at any moment, I think that Brown could be Daryl Henderson. Or I would Cam spend Akers more fab. Or... I would spend less fab for Brown, but I would love to have Brown for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. But I would spend much less fab because I know that Cam Akers will eventually be the starter. If you have Miles Sanders, or if you had uh, Le'Veon Bell, yep. or something like that, you might want to just fill in. You might, you might, you might emphasize Malcolm yeah, Brown a little so bit more. That's what I'm saying. Depends on your situation. You know, kind of the way you prioritize that. Uh, wide receiver, top three. Man. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw Corey Davis in there, but obviously you got to look at Paris Campbell. Yep. Um, man, really. If Slayton's available, he's your Slayton, number one. Slayton, yes. I, I don't know that I've seen him available. Lazard or, or MVS. Man, I, I just think MVS is going to be more available, so I'm I'm just going to say him um, because I don't know that there's there's probably not that big a difference between them just in this redraft year um looks like you're gonna have just as good a chance with either of them of hitting on any given week Humphreys, Amendola either one of those guys they both had a good amount no, of target share no Galladay will be back eventually um you know I I, I expect um AJ Brown to step it up a little more um you know, I, I just I don't know. I mean, they're they're going to throw Paris more, Campbell's at the top of my list. Paris then, then I then I go probably Davis and then probably MBS. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> streaming tight ends. Any any tight ends off the top of your head you're streaming this week, especially if you had Blake Jarwin. Oh man, um, I mean, if Hawkinson's available, you got to go get him. Yep. Um, you know, you can probably scoop up Herndon uh, after you know a down week for the Jets, but that might just be gross. If you're in real dire need, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, Jimmy. He's going to be a red be zone target. Um, any you know, quarter? Who, who? What quarterbacks are you streaming this week? Well, I guess we can we can talk about that on the next episode because yeah, we'll I do have one quick question for you: panic or pause, Antonio Gibson? Um, Joel, definitely just pause. I'm not going to panic. Um, you know that the hype did get a little a uh, little crazy there leading up to week one, and you know we'll see. I, I definitely don't don't love the way that that shook out, but we can you you can see through that. I mean. McKissick was the starting running back, but you know, yeah. we see Peyton Barber coming there. He got a couple touchdowns. I mean, I just, I just think that you know, they're just, they're going to find ways to get Antonio Gibson the ball, and uh, it, it's going to get better. What key now? Um, pause, because I mean, that was that was a really ugly game. I mean, now if we see you know another week or two of uh, just not the right type of football that's going to get him the ball, then yes. But uh, I still got a lot of questions about the Chargers. I, I, I think I, I'm definitely a – and here's a guy that, that we didn't mention but actually might be the top of my waiver order is Mike Williams. I think Mike Williams might be the receiver to own in, in L.A. Could be. Yeah, I mean, we – you know, I would try to unknown. sell Keenan Allen right now. I know that it would be selling him kind of low, but you might not see him get high. So I definitely would, would not want Keenan Allen right now. I don't think that he's going to be really that great this season. So – well, guys, uh, we're going to go ahead and close this episode up. We are doing uh, our, our waiver, or excuse me, our week two preview episode coming up next. We're going to hit you with some streaming options and, of course, our picks for the week uh, in a little bit of a pick em. Uh We'll also look a little bit closer at some streaming defenses and maybe some other waiver wire guys we didn't talk about often. So thanks for joining us for this episode, and stay tuned for what we got coming up for week two.